welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing really well. It is Fran here again for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation because this topic is just one of those things that I get asked about all the time. And I've never really spoken about it on social media or my emails or blogs or anything like that. I've just sort of formed my own opinions about it behind the scenes. Um, But now I'm creating this podcast with you so that you can understand everything about the low FODMAP diet and what it is and whether it's something that might benefit you and also the things that you need to know if you're going to give this diet a go. But before we get into that, I do have a big favor to ask you. I really want to reach as many people as I possibly can with this podcast. I love creating this podcast so much. It is so much fun for me and I'm so, so fortunate to be able to reach so many of you through this awesome medium. I personally love podcasts so much. And they're such a huge part of my life. I really enjoy listening to podcasts on my day to day. So thank you for being here. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I would so love and appreciate if you took a couple of minutes to leave me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if you leave me a five-star review, just take a screenshot and email it to me at hello at frandargaville.com and I will send you a free copy of my ultimate meal prep guide and my gut healing roadmap. These are both really awesome tools to get you started on your real food and gut healing journeys. So again, just take a screenshot of your review and email it to me at hello at frandargaville.com. Okay, so let's get into the episode chatting all about the low FODMAP diet. The FODMAP diet is something that has been developed specifically to help people with symptoms of IBS. So these are generally digestive symptoms, things like bloating or constipation or diarrhea. And FODMAPs are found in so many different foods. There's no way that I can give you a list of all those foods on the podcast. If you want to learn about all of the FODMAP foods, the best thing to do would be to Google it because there are just hundreds. So FODMAP stands for fermentable, oligo, dye and monosaccharides and polyols. And in the Oxford Dictionary, it's defined as a group of compounds thought to contribute to the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome and similar gastrointestinal disorders. The term is used mainly with reference to a diet that is low in these compounds, which are mainly carbohydrates. So as I mentioned, this low FODMAP diet is used to manage the symptoms of IBS. So these FODMAPs are a specific type of carbohydrate. They are fermentable, short-chain carbohydrates, and they include fructose, fructans, lactose, galactans, and polyols. So it's really important to realize that FODMAPs don't actually cause gut issues in the first place. 
So whatever caused your gut issues over time, that could have been stress, exposure to different medications, poor diet. Any number of these factors over time can impact the body. This is really what we call our stress bucket. And I have referred to that before on this podcast. But basically, if you imagine a bucket of water, you know, we all have a certain tolerance for that bucket of water. So right now, maybe you're looking at that bucket and it's completely empty. And that means that when the bucket is empty, it is super resilient. But then we add some financial stress into the bucket. We add, you know, maybe some traumatic incident like a car accident or something like that. And then we add lots of takeaway food. So a poor diet and dehydration and lack of sleep and all of these factors. And all of a sudden that bucket is overflowing and it can't be contained anymore. And then all of these symptoms or conditions start to manifest. So When we start to realize that all of these factors are important and they all go into play, and these are really the factors that contribute to these chronic symptoms and conditions in the long term. So as I mentioned, it's not the FODMAPs causing the gut issues, it's whatever it is in the stress bucket. But once we already have these symptoms, the FODMAPs can flare up the symptoms. So I believe there are a number of challenges and problems with the low FODMAP diet. It's not that it doesn't work. It is very effective for reducing those IBS symptoms, but the diet can be very restrictive in the long term. So it's really only designed to be done for a short period of time. But I see time and time again that people are on this restrictive diet. They are cutting out FODMAPs for years and years. And at no point are they actually able to reintroduce those foods. So the whole aim of the diet really is to, you know, cut out these foods for a period of time and then do a reintroduction and see which foods you're reacting to. And what I would prefer to do is actually, you know, maybe cut out those foods for a period of time or, you know, possibly do some food sensitivity testing or even, a less restrictive diet that's still a bit of an elimination diet to see how that helps and if that resolves symptoms and then making sure we're getting to the root cause and looking at what is actually going on because as I said it's not the FODMAPs that are the problem you know maybe there's some digestive dysfunction maybe that stress bucket is overflowing and we need to deal with those things so that you're actually able to reintroduce those FODMAP foods And you're not stuck on this low FODMAP diet for life. So if you are struggling with digestive symptoms, I'd start first with eating that nutrient dense whole foods diet. So, you know, fruits and veggies, um, you know, various types of protein, basically focusing on whole foods as much as possible. And if that's not really working for you, then you can take it a level deeper with either food sensitivity testing or some sort of healing diet, something like AIP or GAPS or the low FODMAP diet. Another important thing to be aware of is that the low FODMAP diet actually cuts out a lot of beneficial foods for the gut. So, you know, in the short term, this is probably okay. So if you're just using this as a short term sort of healing supportive diet, and then you're able to reintroduce those foods, that's probably fine. But if you're on this diet for the longer term, you're going to be missing out on a lot of beneficial vitamins and nutrients and fiber from lots of these different foods also lots of good prebiotic foods as well and this can negatively impact your gut health in the long term 
So that's why it's so important to have a plan and do the work to actually get to the root cause and dig a little deeper to find out what's going on so that if you are on the low FODMAP diet, it's only for a short period of time and then you are able to reintroduce those foods as you resolve your gut issues. So as I mentioned, there are so many different types of FODMAPs. I'm just going to give you a few examples. And if you want to try the low FODMAP diet, please make sure that you actually go and do some research and look into it further because there are lots of different foods and lots of different types of FODMAPs that you need to be aware of. First up, we have foods that contain excess fructose, things like honey and mango and apple. These are generally to be avoided when you are on the low FODMAP diet. The next one is fructans, so things like onion and garlic and asparagus, broccoli and cabbage. And these ones in particular, we really don't want to be cutting out long term. You know, these are some very nurturing and beneficial foods for the gut. So this category in particular is that one that we want to be able to reintroduce as quickly as possible. The next one is lactose. So this is basically your dairy products, um, things like milk and cheese and yogurt. Then we have galactans. So this includes legumes, things like kidney beans and lentils and chickpeas. And with these ones, I think these are quite good to give up for a period of time if you have any sort of gut issues because... Um, these can just be so difficult to digest. Or if you choose to keep them in, then definitely look into soaking, sprouting, or fermenting these legumes. So that's basically called properly prepared legumes. And it sounds a little ridiculous, but it just makes them a lot easier to digest. And the last category and some examples are polyols. So this includes avocado, mushroom, and xylitol. So you can see this is a widely varied list, which is why you really need to take the time to wrap your head around it if you are considering taking on this this diet, because it is quite restrictive. It covers lots of different areas of food. So you really need to be aware if you're going to put this diet into action. So to wrap up, the low FODMAP diet can be really helpful if you are suffering from symptoms of IBS, but just be mindful that we don't want to be on this diet long term because that can have negative impacts on our gut health. So if you are going to try the low FODMAP diet, make sure you work with a practitioner who's going to help you dig deeper and get to the root cause of what is going on for you so that you're not stuck on the low FODMAP diet three or four years down the track, which I've seen time and time again. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any requests for things that you would like me to cover in future episodes, I would love to hear from you. Have an awesome day, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at Fran Dargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.